Hello, welcome to Cinemarketing's Market Research. The trailers may have lied to you, but we won't. I am Mike, and who am I joined with again, as always, on this segment? Hello, it's Lewis. Uh, I'm back. Uh, I love being here. Thanks, thanks for having me again. Yeah, we we loved having you on the Manos, the Hands of Fate episode that we just did. And yeah, yeah, we had a, a good little crossover there. Yeah. And uh, I love doing this uh, segment with you because, again, it's a little bit of consistency in my life. I know every month on the 30th or 31st, I'm going to be coming here and we'll talk about all the stupid bullshit that uh, happened yeah. in movies. It's cool. I get to like save up like all my complainies like yeah. for the for the month. And like so like my wife hears about them less and <laughs> like doesn't like have to like pretend to care about the things I'm saying for as long. So it really it works out great for everyone. Yeah. This month, though, as far as new releases was a little bit uh, a little bit lighter than usual because everybody had to clear the path for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. You, Every theater was packed to the brim, 75 screenings every day, and it was the only movie you could ever want to watch because these are the only movies that matter anymore. Yeah, I uh, hope, hope, hope you bought into the Marvel thing because if not, you're uh you're gonna be starving for new release films for, for movies that don't have whoosh kapow uh action figures in them <laughs> well as someone who enjoys a whoosh kapow action figure movie uh it's fine it's fun it's a fine movie I, and it's sam raimi directed i love sam raimi and it's fun in that regard it's not a fantastic movie it's pretty poorly uh constructed narratively uh which becomes a problem uh but since it's a marvel movie it is also an advertisement for like eight other movies uh for the most part so there's i'm sure you've seen it but by the way yeah if you don't want doctor strange the multiverse of madness spoilers i don't know skip ahead like five minutes yeah i i still haven't seen the movie but i don't really care enough and i feel like i feel like just living on the internet I kind of basically have already been spoiled on yeah, mostly you everything, kind of like and I don't care. It. And once I yeah, once I heard the things that happened, I was like, okay, I'm glad I didn't have to spend seventeen fifty on that. <laughs> I think they're pretty cool. So um, the Illuminati scene, uh, which is hinted at heavily in the trailer, uh, it was teased. You know, Ian McKellen. We talked about it was Patrick Stewart. I know. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Patrick <laughs> Patrick Stewart. Uh, we talked about was in the the trailer. Uh, so that whole scene reveals the Illuminati to be con- uh, comprised of Patrick Stewart's Professor X, uh, John Krasinski as Reed Richards, uh, which is like making like fan casting come true. Anson Mount as Black Bolt reprising his role from the uh, oft forgotten uh, Inhuman series that everyone hated. Um, that- Did you even watch that? No, no, I didn't. I've seen you know how bad other, a, you yeah. know how bad a Marvel property has to be for you to not watch it. Exactly. Yeah, it, it was not worth it. Um, also, a uh, variation of uh, Captain Marvel, who is Maria Rambo, uh, and a variation of Captain America, who is Captain Carter from the What If uh, Disney Plus series, uh, played by Haley Out- Atwell, and they're all brutally murdered. Um, in the movie, uh, so and now, yeah, pretty wonder, cool scene. Um, so now say. I'm wondering, like, what, where is the, what is the Fantastic Four movie? Like, how, when is it going to be set? Like, when are they, what are they doing with that? Yeah, I mean, so whoever that. Also, reader, does this now mean that Emily Blunt is be is Sue Storm? I, I don't think they've gotten that far, to be honest. From from what I understand, and from kind of like what was reported, like 
in advance of this was that like they're using they were using this as like a test to see if people liked him in that role because they're not really uh, bound to keep him as the MCU Reed Richards, considering this well establishes the idea that this is a alternate universe's Reed Richards. So they could just cast someone else if they want to. But he is an option. He's likely going to be Reed Richards. Um, whether that means Emily Blunt, who knows? We do know that Emily Blunt is pretty fucking sick of being asked about Marvel stuff. So I'd be surprised if she signed on for it. Yeah, she's not even she hasn't she wasn't even in the thing. I was it like two years ago or something like that, where they were just like, oh, John Krasinski and Emily Blunt does Reed Richards and Sue Storm. Why not? It's yeah. like, what 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 basis do we have for this? I don't know. I, I think it's good casting. I like the way he played it in uh in the thing, I'm not that like a big Reed Richards fan or anything, but um, I, I am interested in like having the Fantastic Four, more specifically the Doctor Doom coming into the MCU, which we're also working towards with with some other stuff. I, you know, listen, the the weird thing about this movie is that basically none of it could matter. Um, as, like as far as like the grand scheme of things, <laughs> this Reed Richard thing is thing could amount to absolutely nothing we know that they're coming uh but we we still don't know if uh john krasinski is going to be playing him but uh i'd be surprised if if that didn't come to pass um and then there was the post credit scene which teased which i think was smart it just kind of teased well we'll say it teases uh definitely like another doctor strange movie or like another adventure um, you know, uh, what's her butt? Charlize Theron shows up as uh, Clea, his love interest from the comics. Um, they, they talk about incursions a lot in that, which makes everyone think like, oh, like we're definitely heading to Secret Wars, which has been like the kind of like long, uh, you know, the long assumed theory uh, for where the MCU is going post Infinity War. Secret Wars uh, was an event uh, that happened in the comics. A really, really great uh, actual you know, if you read the collected issues, uh, Jonathan Hickman did like a really fucking awesome job writing that Dr. Doom basically becomes a god uh, of the multiverse and decides to collide all the multiverses together, um, creating one big uh, world called Battle World, uh, just like comprised of like weird you universes. Fortnite Battle Royale. It, it really it's like kind of like a Game of Thronesy kind of uh Marvel universe thing that happens. It's 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 really fun. Uh I had a great time with it. Um and I would love to see the MCU interpretation of it. Seems to be where we're headed. Um but the long-term effects of this uh movie are really just that like I think ironically we're going to see a lot more Scarlet Witch in the future. And her stupid kids. Uh America who was you know teased a lot uh, leading up to this movie and then ultimately like just became like a MacGuffin that happened to talk in the movie itself. She will, you know, be a big part of going forward, especially with her connections to the multiverse and her connections with the young Avengers, which they seem to be setting up with the return of the Wanda's twins. I'm, I'm boring myself um, <laughs> <laughs> that. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. All of this. <laughs> I feel like the phase four, MCU has just gone so far off into the deep end of you need to keep up with all the Disney Plus shows and this multiverse of bullshit. And it's like, how is any of this <laughs> movie? Multiverse how, are, how are any of these movies going to individually be individually be palatable to anyone who isn't keeping up with all this shit? And I know that now it's the monoculture. Everybody's keeping up with it i'm the odd man out who's not watching all this stuff yeah so, you're a real piece of shit yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but it's also just that like now i feel like 
in a, in just like a few years like i feel like marvel movies from like five years ago just they just from five years ago they're so they feel just so disposable and things that are like impossible to return back to i feel like even now with it's going to be even more so because of how much everything is so tied together linearly with the series and stuff like i don't know how any of these movies are going to be easy to return to just for like you know a fun rewatch in just like a couple years time i feel like these movies yeah, are but does, a, age does like a movie milk. need that like okay but like does it, a movie need to be watchable like a couple of years no, after but it comes does out it, yeah. does it need to be rewatchable like like actually doesn't need to be rewatchable should, i think ideally movies should ideally be, should sure, be things that live on for, forever and you can go back to and watch and have and enjoy over time yeah but movies that are gonna just come out and have like a, a big flash in the pan like you know a uh, release thing and then just be completely forgotten about but like, the majority of movies that have ever been released don't exist anymore i mean like to say that like cinema is like this like you know permanent and like never failing uh art it, it's insane it, everything is gone everything is lost everything is slipping out of our hands i i think if this movie serves the, and this sounds horrible and very capitalist if this movie serves its purpose of making a billion dollars at the box office then i guess it fucking and, justifies its existence and squishing out any other movie that doesn't confine to these uh production what cycles and- there's not that many movies that were all like chomping it there were, at the bit for there like- were no m- almost no big release any other okay, movies wh- this wh- month what are the big exciting of- movies you're waiting now that uh fucking dr strange is out of the way like wh- how what are, what's the cascade of movies that uh can finally get their share you know maybe if i could look into the multiverse of all of the movies <laughs> that would have gotten green light if it wasn't for marvel <laughs> then maybe i could have a more uh, answer for you but yeah i i also just it's just that i don't know i'm just i i feel like i'm just not gonna participate in these movies anymore yeah, i feel like it's totally I, always I feel, an option <laughs> yeah oh, i didn't see this movie I'm, i yeah. didn't see any of the other phase four movies other than spider-man um and yeah i feel like i i feel like an asshole every time we watch these movies and i'm like yeah it's the same bullshit again. I don't care. <laughs> and I hate that this is now like the pinnacle of moviedom. Like everyone who watches movies watches only these and maybe one other movie. And it's like, I don't know. I just, yeah, I, again, I'm sick of talking about it. Uh, I know it's, yeah, I, it's I, I mean, I don't blame you here. Here's the thing. As much as I love this stuff, like I, I also like for the most part, sympathize with people like you. Like, I I totally get being like, okay, enough with that. Like, I feel that way about the uh, AMC Nicole Kidman thing, you know, where I'm like, I'm fucking done. I'm done. I've seen it eight times. I'm done. All right. We're good. (laughs) It's two minutes, though. This is a whole You're not paying just to watch a two minute Nicole Kidman ad. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know what? I never have chosen to watch the Nicole Kidman ad. It has been thrust upon. It's worse than what you go through. You get to choose whether or not you want to go to the movies. And you can see choo- Doctor Strange. You don't get to choose to not see you the choose, Nicole Kidman ad you could choose, at an AMC. You could choose not to go to an AMC, which is what I, I have been doing. Live. I don't have a car. I don't like going into Manhattan. I go to the AMC at the worst AMC in all the land. It's been confirmed. Like <laughs> there there's a famous there's it. a famous TikTok about how the the AMC that's in our area is the worst movie theater of all time. I went to go see Men There. Uh, yesterday and there were three large tears on the bottom of the screen (laughs) it was because the men the men were ravaging this theater 
well to relieve us from the the monoculture of Doctor Strange and Marvel, we got Tom Cruise saving the day, saving cinema uh, in Top Gun Maverick. Uh, still haven't seen the movie yet. Uh, it's apparently Same. it's apparently getting raves through the roof. I've heard several people describe it as the best movie ever made, which is making me not want to watch it. <laughs> They're citizen caning this movie. We're like, there's no way I'm going to be able to enjoy it by the time I They're actually everything see it. everywhere all at once. Like the movie. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Top Gun Maverick over the Memorial Day weekend just uh, became the highest grossing film uh, for a Memorial Day weekend of all time. I believe at $156 million, which is a surprising opening for uh, a movie like this uh, to come out this late as as far as sequel them. And I don't really I don't really think Top Gun had that much of a fan base. I think it's just more so of like this modern Tom Cruise era of like doing my own stunts and like big crazy action scenes and whatever, uh, which all, you know, bleeds in from the mission impossible movies and all that stuff. Um, I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to see like some big screen spectacle that isn't about superheroes. So I'll probably end up seeing it at some point soon. Um, but one thing that I did participate in with Top Gun Maverick is, uh, in on the Xbox um, on the Xbox Game Pass Microsoft Flight Simulator game, uh, they released a free DLC for Top Gun Maverick, and it's just you're flying a plane. That's all the game yeah. is, is you're flying a plane. Uh, I don't really know what Top Gun related thing that they added to this to make it Top Gun themed. It's just that you're in a plane and the well, they have fighter jets in it now, I, I think is the the, the yeah, but you're not like shooting anyone down. No, it's just that no. you're flying the planes. So you're and you're inside the plane. So it's not even going to make that much of a difference what plane it is when you're sitting inside of it. And if you're not playing it in VR, then it, yeah, it's not really yeah. that. Well, immersive. you know, people have like insane fucking setups with like AR and like all sorts of ridiculous shit that are probably like cream in their jeans or like, okay. Like, yeah, I dude, Am I interested in Top Gun? Absolutely not. Am I surprised it did? Well, not really just because like, this is fucking dad catnip. Like this is this is like the hottest porno you could possibly show a dad. But it's, all it's just a bunch of like ripped hot movie movie star dudes fucking flying fighter jets uh, for the army and like shooting things like that. Are you kidding me? Like that fucking like somewhere like in like a three block radius just from me saying that I got a father erect. <laughs> Fully. I mean, it's all the the young Twitter people, though, that are hyping this movie up. So I don't really know if it's like, you know. The- no, that, I mean, yeah, that, that's totally true that like it seems to have just crossed that boundary that I wasn't expecting it to do. And everyone just seems to adore this movie. It's, it's guys fly, fly, flying plane. I don't get it. I don't get it. I haven't seen it, so I can't judge it. I don't fucking get it. All right. Well, that's okay. I had my whole Doctor Strange rant, so it's fine that you could have this. Again, I haven't seen the movie either. I like that so we the- both get our get off my lawn moments. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we're both going to be on the same page for the next one. Now we're into the trailers for this month. A lot of trailers came out this month. Probably the most significant uh, releasing things that we're going to have for this is most of the trailers. So the first big trailer... That was uh, paired with Doctor Strange, and it wasn't even released online until like a week later because they just wanted you to see it in the theater that badly. The trailer, 13 years of waiting for Avatar 2, The Way of Water. 
And how how badly were you waiting for another Avatar movie for all those years? You know, maybe the first year after Avatar (laughs) released, I was like, oh, you know what? I bet there will be another one and maybe that one will be better. Uh, Now I don't care. And let me take a moment to just apologize to Cody, who I know is listening, a very ardent supporter of this uh, segment of Cinemarketing. And thank you. Um, And I know you're really excited for Avatar. So I'm sorry about the way that we're going to poop on it right now. But like, God, do I not care about this? And look, it could it could it's I'm, I'm not doubting that like James Cameron is like a great director. I've seen breakdowns of the visual effects They're It's impressive. Sure. Do I still care about tall blue people doing Pocahontas stuff? No, like I just don't care. And like, I don't care how much water you throw at it. I don't care how much underwater shooting you did. I don't give a shit about it anymore. You could have been making anything else. Things you can do underwater, like stories you can tell with that technology are limitless. James Cameron, why did you not just give up on this and just do something people will care about? And again, I'm saying that I said that with Top Gun. Top Gun was successful. This will be super successful, too. I know that. But I think it's stupid and I hate it. And I'm mad, mad. I'm mad. Uh, I mean, here's I, here's what I'll say about it is that like, yeah, Avatar, I have not thought about since before I could masturbate. But I think that... <laughs> before you could? <laughs> but I think that the... Because I haven't been bombarded with sequels over the past decade, it seems it's a thing that feels kind of retro and nostalgic now where it's like, oh, I remember okay. when Ava- I feel like, yeah, late 2000s stuff is like having has is having its era. And I don't feel that way about late 2000s stuff or mid 2000s or even early 2000s. So, just I've, yeah, no, but I feel like this is a thing where it's like I feel like. Because I I see I see a new Marvel movie comes out every three months. I'm not that's why I'm like not excited yeah. for this. But this it's like there hasn't been one for 13 yeah, years. I mean, and it's I the haven't opposite of it. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, you know what? Maybe I might be in the mood to see a new Avatar movie. And sure, like the way that the visual effects now are probably mind blowing. They're probably maybe in 10 years they'll age like milk, just like the first Avatar. I don't know. There is that one like uh, it's like a money shot visual effects wise of just like it's like a close up of like a hand in water and they're floating in there. Yeah, no, I and think it's fucking I mean, genuinely really, really but, impressive. What I am what I am not criticizing here is the special effects or the technology. I just don't care about Avatar. I think yeah. that world was dumb and derivative of like a million other things before. I think we used it to tell a very tired story again. And I think that Sigourney Weaver as a tall blue person is deeply unsettling like to my core. <laughs> to my core that bothers yeah. me. I go back and watch the first movie now whenever I want to like test out the, 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 the visuals on my TV and like there is something that's really uncanny valley about that first avatar now. Like a lot of it looks it looks a little too much like a video game cutscene. Yeah. Yeah. I you know what, but like I can I can take it in all the other cases of like the Navi, because I'm like, they don't look like people so much. Like the Sigourney Weaver one looks like Sigourney Weaver is also one of these blue people and it stresses me out. It's also a good thing that Sam Worthington does not have any definable characteristics. Yeah. So, which is also amazing oh, that man. he's still the lead of this yeah. because it's like, yeah. His career he, went fucking nowhere. He was the hot thing in 2009 when they cast this movie and now t- 10 years later when he's not relevant at all. Two Clash still, of the Titans later. They're still just like they're <laughs> stuck with him as the lead now. It's like it's it again. It just feels like such an antiquated thing that Sam Worthington is the lead of a blockbuster action movie. <laughs> oh, God. All right. 
Well, enough of that. Uh, speaking of things I don't care about, pray. A very short teaser trailer, 45 second teaser for Prey, not based on the video game series by Bethesda, but <laughs> a prequel spin-off something of Predator, which I it, it also just kind of looks like Apocalypto with like, you know, like n- native tribes like I guess fighting yeah. against a predator and it's like have we not put this idea to rest of the I don't predator know. like I'll, we- I'll tell you what if they had to make another predator movie this is as interested as you could get me to be for a predator movie because it's not just a bunch of army guys fighting in a, in the woods and it's not like uh autistic superhero kid uh does something it, it, it's just the the this concept that they had from the franchise putting it into like a different situation it's like this this primitive civilization that they're hunting i i get that i still don't care but it's all and also the the fact that it's just going to be a hulu movie is also just it's not like giving a lot of yeah it makes confidence. it makes it feel like it's inessential like it's just another well, like, piece of content for the streaming service firestarter just came out last month and firestarter was like a it straight to peacock but people were like oh you know but it's still got like you know money behind it and like they're still releasing it in theaters nobody no one gave a shit yeah yeah i think it just and it was a piece of garbage you know, I just, like, I th- they I think didn't throw just, it on there because they were like we need to bolster our service with great movies they were throwing it on there because they're like what the fuck do we do with this piece of shit yeah i think it just kind of inherently devalues the movie when it's like now at this point if you're still doing streaming and or, or day and date release with movies it's like movies are open now like last year i get the idea like we were still testing the waters now it's like movies are out if you're putting out a real movie put it in theaters if, if it's if it's now if it's just on streaming now like and if and if it's not like you know an in-house like an actual streaming service company like netflix or whatever but it's like yeah fox you could put a movie in theaters but if they're just like oh let's just put this in hulu let's re- it feels like it's being relegated to a streaming service yeah. because it's not worth it which look honestly like i i really prefer that because like in the past what do studios do with these pieces of crap that they just made they just throw them in theaters and you pay $15 to watch them anyway. Like, I, I prefer that they just, you know, poop them out. Let you know up front. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But also, like, it will only be this way until it's not. Like, until the really good straight-to-streaming movie happens. the Or rather, the straight-to-streaming blockbuster happens. Um, That, like, that will be the thing. But yeah, as of right now, when I hear... Day, uh, day one streaming i think oh they have no confidence in this film because otherwise if they did they'd want that it's the, the it, cash it's the new january release date yeah it, it it's a yeah that's exactly it right. there's now year round january release dates and it's on hulu all right, let's take a break from the uh, the big blockbusters. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll wrap it back around them in a little bit, but I want to take <laughs> a little moment to talk about a little movie, a little a little trailer for a movie called <laughs> Take It Back Now, y'all. <clears throat> cha cha, real smooth. <laughs> it's a it's a real missed opportunity that they did not find anywhere in this trailer to play the cha cha slide they don't want to pay the, the license they haven't licensed it for the movie if, if this if the song is not in this movie I'm, i don't know what you're doing yeah but anyway cha cha real smooth is an apple release movie now apple acquired it from sundance so this is a real movie apple will play it in theaters um i, I don't know there's something that feels a little different about like this type of like day and date streaming and theaters well because apple's been having like a a kind of consistent pace like i think uh wasn't Macbeth also yeah i mean and coda which they just won best picture with had the same thing so i guess apple's the exception 
Yeah, because uh, Wolf Walker. And also, and also, this is a smaller movie. It's not like they're, they're really going to get butts in the seats, $100 million opening weekend with this. No. No, this is a movie that was made for me and Lewis only. Yeah, pretty um, much. So, uh, Cooper Rafe, uh, director of this film, also a previous film directed Shithouse, uh, a movie that is very much like. He, this man went into my mind and stole an idea for a movie that I've had for years. Um, just a very low stakes guy in college, lonely, meets a girl and then just has like some some troubles. And it's and it's honest to God, one of the most relatable movies that I've seen in the past couple of years. Sounds like a Mike movie. to yep. me. And uh, this movie seems to be the natural progression of that where it's like he's post-college he's got kind of a shitty job working as like a dj at like some some like you know family clubs or whatever like doing some parties and weddings and stuff and then he meets uh and then he meets a girl and and then they have a relationship and then he has a family and his parents are brad garrett and leslie mann uh, it's like <laughs> which you know just beautiful yeah beautiful casting for uh parents but yeah, no, no, this movie looks delightful. And I'm very it, it won a grand jury prize at Sundance. And I'm very excited to see uh, this movie. I'll have a feeling this is like going to be my favorite movie of the year or something like that. <laughs> I mean, maybe just like, you know, I'm a hyper hyperbolic a, a lot, but I, I, I'm i I'm very excited for this movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm fucking sold. I, I just watched the trailer for the first time and heard about this person and shithouse for the first time, like. 15 minutes ago i'm super on board i i can't wait to watch this i even would consider subscribing to apple plus yeah. to watch it. i yeah. won't i feel like, like i'm still just gonna yeah, pirate the movie I feel if like, anything but I, yeah i feel like this is the type of movie that whenever we describe like the movies that we love that we wanted to make like like the the mid-2000s like you know mm. indie rom-com little miss sunshine nick, nick and nora's infinite playlist uh 500 days of summer like this i feel like this is the type of movie that is like, yeah and we were saying like when is that type of movie gonna return like the sundance light-hearted drama family comedy or something like that yeah and i feel like this is like you know kind of what i've been asking for for a couple of years yeah. so let's go to the theater for this one yes I'm let's support yeah. it let's 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 make them screen it 70 times at the amc times square yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right speaking of a movie that i don't know if we'll get that much uh that many screenings uh george miller's three thousand years of longing it's been seven years of longing after the release of Mad Max Fury Road waiting for George Miller to make something else maybe the next Mad Max movie and what is it it's this movie that looks so fucking bizarre so strange and out there and high concept and I still kind of am a little shaky on like what the idea of the movie even is it's just like very it looks like a lot of like mismatched sci-fi concepts that the trailers i don't i don't know if i know what the movie necessarily I, it's it's a genie in three wishes movie I, I i will say on on my end like i can't wait for this i i, I was really blown away by it um it looked it looks wholly original uh like it looks uh the 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 way it's shot looks unlike anything I've I've ever really seen uh, before, and and like just George Miller like taking a step back and like doing something like a little bit more about like interpersonal relationships than I think like Mad Max Fury Road was about. Like I'm really interested to yeah, see. Doesn't look. And like I know he's about to jump into Furiosa, and like that will be you know yeah. like its it, own. It certainly doesn't look as like high octane as that movie. No, but it, I'm stoked it, about it. This, yeah. yeah, this looked like it kind of gave me vibes of like Cloud Atlas, where it's like I feel like okay. 
it it could probably go in a similar direction where it's like i respect its ambition and the scale of it uh but i might not vibe with it entirely no yeah there's still a good chance i think i might not like it but like i from what i saw i was like oh this just looks weird and cool yeah yeah. i think it got a pretty good reception at can when it uh, released this month so but a little divisive like some people loved it some people were like a little met on it but uh, and then again the can audience is very you know not always something to go it's a off stupid of. place it's, it's a really stupid film festival. uh yeah either i thought someone was like you know you either get a fucking people walking out of the movie before it's over or you get a 30 minute standing ovation and there's no in between at yeah. can it's this stupid place um speaking of stupid things mission impossible <laughs> mission impossible dead reckoning part one they fucking really dumbass they, they really stuck with that title huh we were we were like well spider-verse changed the title they they nixed the part one thing they clearly they got to do the same thing for this there's no way you can have mission impossible 7 dead reckoning part one but no they're still doing it uh i and i gotta say like i i don't i'm not in love with like the mission impossible series there's like two movies that i think are like really good yeah um but the but this one this one kind of just from what we've seen does kind of just look like action movie and I was just sitting there waiting like, all right, well, what's the big stunt of this movie going to be? And there's the thing with the, the the train. And I was like, all right, it's probably that. And then when he when he just drives off of that cliff on the motorcycle and he's just like gliding there for a, a couple of, of seconds. And I was like, OK, that's that's definitely the thing. He definitely did not have a parachute. There were no yeah. regulations. He's not on wires. Tom Cruise just threw himself off of a cliff. He's because dead. He now. wants he wants to die on screen so badly <laughs> and we just won't let him. He's, and I think we should, we should let him do that. We should let him achieve his goals. <laughs> Don't let your dreams become just stay dreams. Let, Let's start the Twitter campaign. Hashtag let Tom Cruise die. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I know you don't care and I don't, yeah. I don't expect you to expound anymore. On no. It. Yeah. I, I, that, that stunts cool. I, I will say it's cool to watch him drive off, but now that I've seen it, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Speaking of things I'm like, I've seen already. <laughs> Pinocchio. Another. So when we talk about Pinocchio 2022 in years in years from now, are we going to have to specify? Oh, do you mean the Guillermo del Toro movie that was actually good or the Disney bullshit remake? I hope we don't ever even acknowledge this film exists beyond this podcast ever again. Yeah, it's like. What, uh, I think it's also the fact that Guillermo del Toro is making his own stop motion Pinocchio movie that is definitely going to be way more interesting than this. It looks like a masterpiece. And this is going to be the same Disney retelling with with very unsettling CGI recreations yeah, of the main characters. And it will characters. probably be like less cool and creepy and weird. Like it'll just it'll just be a lamer version of what we got in the original. OK, also, why does Pinocchio just look like cartoon Pinocchio, but 3D? And same thing with Jiminy Cricket. He looks uh, Jiminy Cricket. At least they made him like they gave him like ridges and stuff. He looks more like a cricket. Pinocchio just looks like a drawing and it looks stupid. It looks really fucking bad. Just make a fucking doll, man. Come on. Why? why? And you know what? I'll, I'll go a step further. I never liked the way he looked. I never liked the way he looked. Even the original Pinocchio animated movie. I think he looks like a cop. I don't trust what, him. Cop? <laughs> what cops you see wearing a feather hat. He or, looks he looks like someone overalls. who would grow up to become a cop or I guess, you know, given the era of like a constable or something like I think uh, Pinocchio's run ins with the law would probably deter him from that life. Yeah, I would um, hope so. But like he looks like that. So yeah. 
I don't know. Liz, Pinocchio, it, it's one of those old classic Disney movies that I feel totally fine with being a fucking boomer about it. Like, oh, Pinocchio is a classic. You can't touch it. Because the, the original Pinocchio is like still like universally like, oh, this is just like a delightful movie that is really. <laughs> oh, this is just a delight. It's, a, it's an amazing film. I think Pino- the original Pinocchio is is honestly like it's, it's a very special movie in the Disney canon. It's probably one of my favorites of like the classic. It's probably of that era. It's probably the best movie that uh, came out at that in like that era. I'm not going to fight you on it. But. Why they're just gonna keep making these things and nobody cares? Yeah. And at least now they know better. Just just throw them on Disney Plus. And nobody also, can... since the fucking Elvis trailer that I've seen a million times can't take Tom Hanks. Oh yeah, Tom, like, Tom Hanks just loves putting on a fucking mustache and doing a silly voice now. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right. Speaking of uh, silly voices and uh, mustaches, yeah. uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. Trailer two. We talked about the first trailer on the last episode. This one, we get more of a look at Natalie Portman and more of a look at Christian Bale as and the villain. What it's about? Yeah, I'm. It's about is that Christian Bale is the villain and Natalie Portman is Thor. That that's what I got from what the movie yeah, is about. Uh, Gore the God Butchers, uh, killing people, and by people I mean gods specifically. That's why we see uh, at the end of the trailer. Russell Crowe as Zeus. I'm sure he's just going to get murked by Christian Bale uh, pretty quickly in the movie. Um, Christian Bale looks fine. I I don't really whatever. Uh, I I was saying to you, I think that Christian Bale as a pull feels like the most 2000s thing, like the most early mid 2000s thing. Like he was such like the hottest actor at that time. And now it's just like every time I see him in a movie, I'm just like, oh, this guy again. I don't know. Like, it, maybe it's just like the, his choice of movies since then, which has been like boring Oscar biopics like Vice and Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah. But yeah, it is funny to see like how they had to change his look because the comic version of Gore just lo- looks exactly like Voldemort. Like, like exactly like Voldemort, yeah. like where it's. Yeah, like but creepy. I also I have a feeling I'm like this look. He looks like a phase one Marvel villain where it's just like face like paint or the dark world yeah face yeah. paint and he's probably gonna have very uh flimsy motivation and character development and also the taika watiti humor is uh still there and they ramp it up even more the last joke of the trailer where it's just like oh thor's naked and he's hot and all the women are passing out because yeah. of how hot he is i'm like we're still fucking doing this they were making these jokes in avengers 2 like why are we yeah and i'm i, I don't know very just, attractive i i yeah i'm with you that was a fucking lame way to end the trailer i think overall i'm, I'm still interested in the movie I, I like seeing more of natalie portman as thor and it kind of gives me i think on the last episode i said that like she's like some sort of multiversal variant she's not obviously by watching this trailer i was very wrong about that she seems to be uh Seems to have been the Thor uh, since he left with the Guardians of the Galaxy um, and I presumably left behind Mjolnir on Earth and, and she kind of picked it up. Uh, I do know that they're also going with like the uh, in the comics, Jane, uh, Jane, when she's Thor, it's killing her. It's like giving her cancer, basically. And so like that's something that they're going to like uh, pull into it. And I think it's really cool because Taika Waititi came out this month and was like, hey, uh, this isn't like this is your new Thor now. Like that's not what this movie is. It's not supposed to like pass the torch on to Natalie Portman. It's just a movie about like these two and like their relationship that like we've kind of like not done service to since the 
I, I think inception of it, like in the in the first Thor movie. So I don't know. I think I think it looks fun. I like Taika Waititi. So like I'm I like him. I just don't like the the forced humor of the Marvel movies that he kind of ushered in. And I feel like every movie now also has that like every Marvel movie has that part in the trailer, the end button joke where I'm like, that feels like like Taika Waititi, like leftover fodder. Like, I don't know, like there's jokes in Spider-Man and like stuff like that. I, I feel know. like that stuff was around long before him. Yeah. I think that's honestly more of a Joss Whedon. Uh, thing I, 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 yeah, let's let's Taika blame Waititi. him. Let's, yeah. If we have the opportunity to yeah. instead of Taika Waititi. I will say, though, I, I think that at the parts in the trailers that I actually did, like as much as I was like, you know, bragging on the Christian Bale as the villain. And I'm like, oh, is, there's a potential where it's like, oh, this like kind of like, you know, intense story about, like, he's killing all the gods. Like, that seems like, you know, a, a pretty, like, you know, dire situation. But it's like, I know that it's just gonna be, like, watered down and they're gonna just, like, make jokes the whole time. And I'm like, I don't really know why I need to care about I don't know. this. I also, like, they seem to be, like, shooting, like, him in, like, a lot of, like, black and white scenery. Like, the stuff they're doing with color seems really cool and interesting. I don't know. I'm on mm. board for it. We'll check it out. Again, you know, it, it's it's going to go the same as every other Marvel movie, probably. Mm. We'll we'll have the same conversation on this podcast probably every episode. Um, but let's move on to something other, way more cool and exciting. Other stupid Marvel movie. Even dumber Marvel movie let's news. Let's talk about the stupid Sony Spider-Verse. Uh, the, the Spider Cinematic Universe here. Uh, Madam Web, they're filming it. <laughs> it's happening whether you fucking like it or not. Starting uh, this summer. It's going to release next summer. Uh, Celeste O'Connor and Sydney Sweeney join the cast. Sydney Sweeney we've known about for a while. She's playing madam webb from what i understand unclear right now whether or not this is actually a part of the morbiverse yeah which is the more the hotter i don't even know i don't even know if morbius anymore is still part of the morbiverse (laughs) like because here's the thing is that morbius very well could either never be seen again or we're gonna get two more sequels just based on meme uh potential alone like the the traffic that this movie has online from from memes of people who haven't even watched the movie who are hyping it up in memes and it's morbid time and all that shit i once saw somebody put out the whole movie as a gif on twitter are you serious yeah that's amazing yeah and i'm like i really hope that they don't misinterpret this as oh people love morbius so they want to see more morbius no we think it's stupid we think you're stupid for making it like that (laughs) needs to be clear (laughs) which i'm sure they know like like if that no i'm not gonna say that i'm not gonna say that at all all right uh, and and they also confirmed this month that Venom three is happening. Not shocking. What is it gonna be? Like we already did Carnage. Like what's bigger than Carnage? Uh, bigger than Carnage. I I guess I I don't like it. It's like a newer thing that they started doing, uh, or they did two years ago in the comics called King in Black. Uh, Null. He's like the king of the symbiotes from their planet. It's dumb. Are they gonna like go it. to the Venom planet that they keep hinting at in these movies? Yeah. Look, I honestly like if you want to save it, what you do is you do agent venom because that works just way better with flash thompson being venom which were great comics i mean um, they're not going to do that now they're just going to stick with tom hardy they have no yeah, yeah they have tom hardy yeah why would you get rid of tom hardy unless he stopped being in it um so yeah they'll they'll just do some some dumb bullshit there there's like cool stuff like uh there was a great run of guardians of the galaxy we'll never get this guardians of the galaxy where venom was like a a member like and like just uh, you know which yes the team stuff was great but like his planet trotting adventures are pretty interesting so fuck it as weird as it is i'll, I'll watch a 
Tom Hardy's I, Venom in space movie. I know. I, I definitely know that you, me, and Jack will be there on the Alamo opening night, laughing and drinking our way yeah. through this movie. Absolutely, no matter what. Absolutely piss drunk for sure. That Venom Let There Be Carnage at the Alamo was probably one of my favorite uh, theater experiences. It was a great time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. Now, uh, moving on to the next one, another uh, movie that was announced from Pixar, new movie called Elemental. In a city where fire, water, land, and air residents live together, a fiery young woman and a go-with-the-flow guy will discover something elemental, how much they have in common. Uh, directed by Peter Sohn, who directed The Good Dinosaur, so we know we're in good hands with this one. <laughs> uh, release on June 16th, 2023. And I feel like, you know, how like when, like the way that I feel about like you, like how you feel about me with Marvel movies, where it's like with me with Pixar, where it's like, I love these things. I'll see them every time. But I, I'm fully I'm starting to buy into the fatigue now where it's like the template they have now where it's just like we're going to personify vague concepts or ideas and then like it's gonna have some sort of like moral about like you know trauma or like you know emotional grief or whatever or something like that i can i can see the the themes from a mile away with them at this point and this idea just i don't know especially in a world where avatar the last airbender exists this just doesn't sound that exciting this uh this seems like Pixar sarcastically made a movie like like that's like like they just made what is the most, fire feeling? Yeah, exactly. It, 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 I, I and you know what? I'm sure it'll be good when it comes out. But like I it, to get excited about this is almost impossible. Uh, and speaking of stuff that's impossible to get excited about <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy doing anything. So, uh, so there was a, a so Kathleen Kennedy had like a statement where she had claimed something about how they learned a lesson from Solo, a Star Wars story that they realized that they could not replace any of the original actors. And that was the reason why the movie was such a big failure. And it's not because a solo standalone movie is the dumbest idea ever and nobody cares. And it's boring. or because they fired two young, interesting directors and replaced them with the guy who makes who made the stock Grinch. movies. Yeah, exactly. The fucking Grinch. That movie is, is terrible. And it's not because of Alden Aaron rank is uh, Han Solo, believe me, I didn't give a shit about like whether that character was preserved when I went to go see that movie, and I still thought it was absolute dog shit. It was yeah. uh, of all the things that people could say that they liked about the movie, the things would be Alden Ehrenreich and Donald Glover. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They they were fine. Um, like just the idea of the movie. But what's is hilarious fucking- is they say this like the week Obi Wan releases. Obi Wan. A character played by recat a younger person. They they, yeah, they, they did that. And it yeah. worked very well. And then also you watch the fucking first episode and you're introduced to young Leia. Uh at who least, is like a major character at and least recast. They, at least they did decide to recast her and not, you know, reanimate her corpse with CGI. As again. a child, that would be so horrifying. <laughs> like to just de-age her that far. Where she's a little baby. Um yeah, uh, Kathleen Kennedy is a fucking idiot. I, and, it's it's just it just goes to show that like they don't really understand what people like about Star Wars. No. Uh, I don't even know what I like about Star Wars anymore because I'm honestly just so sick of uh, of anything. Like even like I like hypothetically, yeah, the idea of Hugh and McGregor be doing an Obi Wan standalone thing in between the prequels and the originals. Oh, that sounds like an interesting idea. But now that's out, I'm like, 
I don't care. Like, I don't, yeah. I, I, I don't want to watch it. I, I'm just kind of, and especially because it's like, oh, old grizzled hero and he uh, has to protect a young girl. I'm like, didn't we just do this with the Mandalorian? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, on the flip side, I had no interest in Obi-Wan and I just happened to watch it and I really liked it. So, I mean, I, there's something there. Uh, I did figure out what it is that I like about Star Wars. It's very small and it's this like one little pocket of time between fucking episodes three and four where Jedis are being hunted. I think that that stuff is rich for story and everything else is really boring. Stop bringing me to those places. But speaking of places that I'm dying to go to, th- the biggest news of the week by far the Paw Patrol sequel is happening. Holy <laughs> shit. Taraji P. Henson has joined the cast. I cannot believe this. Uh, who would have thought Ooh. that Paw Patrol would get another movie? Uh, it, yeah. I mean, then I again, mean, this thing feels like the type of thing that it'll get like 10,000 sequels on Nickelodeon Plus. I don't know. Or how often is it that small indie dramas really get, you know, sequels and then with such big, big names in the cast? So way to go, Paw Patrol, the movie. God. Anyway, uh, much less exciting. There's going to be another Ghostbusters Afterlife movie. Yeah, I, um, I guess you said that there's a sequel confirmed for yep. Ghostbusters Afterlife. That's the whole news that they just announced they're making another one. At least they found a Ghostbusters reboot that they <clears throat> want to stick with, I guess. Yeah. Uh, again, I don't care. Movie. I didn't see the first movie. Shitty. <laughs> it wasn't good. No, I think yeah, I think your letterbox review for Ghostbusters Afterlife, it was something I remember it was so funny. I don't remember what it was. I gotta look up what you I said. don't know about my letterbox. I remember I tweeted that it was basically young Sheldon with ghosts. Yes, that's that was what it was. That was what you said. Uh, and it hundred percent was, and it's awful to watch. Oh, uh, uh, another short bit of uh, sequel casting news. Dune Part 2. Christopher Walken has been cast as the Emperor. I don't really know what this character role will entail. Yeah. Uh, but I'll, I'll, sure, Christopher Walken will be in Dune 2. Yeah, I'm down for it. It feels like every episode now we just got, this person is in Dune 2. Yeah. And it's like, all right. This person is in uh, Sony's Spider Morbius-verse. Yes. Uh, this person is in Dune 2. Sony made some dumb decisions. Here's what sucks about Star Wars. Yeah, that's the, every episode of the show. Hope you like it. Um, so uh, this this all right. This next piece of news. This is a thing that almost <laughs> almost ruined my faith in in not even just humanity, but of of all living things. So <laughs> the chipmunks are also responsible for this. Yes. Uh, for Mental Health Awareness Month, dear Evan Hansen. <laughs> is delighted to join Blueberry Entertainment, the leading digital fashion brand, to launch an innovative metaverse fundraising event that's like nothing Broadway has seen before. Beginning May 13th, a digital version of the show's iconic blue-striped polo will be available for purchase on Roblox. In addition, as a part of a partnership with the genre-defining Bored Ape Yacht Club community, two Bored Ape NFTs will be dressed in the same polo and live permanently in the base C virtual collection. Dear Evan Hansen, NFTs in Roblox in honor of Mental Health Awareness Month. 
that makes me want to kill myself. I think this is you counterintuitive said- to the to the <laughs> message that they're trying to to f- put out there. You sent this to me and I like had a stroke. Like I was like, like, I, I can't be reading what I'm reading. This must be a joke. I checked to see if it was memes. It wasn't. And I was just beside myself. And, and here's the and I think that. This is certainly more to do with the Broadway musical and not really the movie, but I think that the movie's reputation at this point has superseded the Broadway musical that I think that it now just everything about this property is a joke. Yeah, Uh, but especially that it's Roblox NFTs. I think that if anything, like we're on the downward spiral of NFTs and the market and the metaverse and shit like that, I think if anything could accelerate the death of nfts it is dear evan hansen (laughs) i fucking i i know it's i know it's not movie news but can we take one moment to just talk about the seth green thing you take it away i don't know oh oh my god so seth green uh developed the whole show that he sold and was like i think supposed to come out like relatively oh is this like that the 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 nft ape cartoon or something like that he bought a board ape developed a cartoon around it and then, like, the things that happened with NFTs happened where someone stole it, and now they can't make the show anymore. Yeah. Because he doesn't own the rights to that NFT. Honestly, uh, this, these are the, the benefits of piracy. Yeah, that's the funniest fucking thing that's ever happened in Hollywood. Like, that's hilarious. Every time anyone who buys an NFT loses money, it's funny. Like, yeah. right, like, at the bottom. When you have a whole show, like, a studio has, like production banking on this one stupid monkey picture (laughs) (laughs) they lose it (laughs) i also just think that it's so funny that like these are things like it's like the emoji movie again where it's like i feel like there's so many animation studios that are like trying to make like their nft animated movie (laughs) or something like that where they make like like the personification of nft monkeys as like main characters or something (laughs) as if people care as if it would be a fun thing for children what because animated movies these are things that like oh you children like them at least with emojis it's like oh kids know what emojis are they use them when they talk what kid is buying nfts (laughs) what kid on the internet it was spare 16 grand oh god uh, anyway <laughs> all right back to some real art uh the canvas film festival wrapped and uh the palm d'Or winner was uh in a move that shocked everybody it was a movie called triangle of sadness by ruben oshland and the only reason i know of this director is i've seen i've actually seen the last uh couple bits of his movies um he previously won the palm d'Or in 2017 for the movie the square I don't yeah. know if you've seen this. No. It's like a movie where it's like he's an art curator at a museum and there's like a terror and it's like gets like a, a terrorist threat or something like that. I remember I saw it. I thought it was an interesting movie. I just kind of like I, I don't really remember. Yeah. And then I and then um, Force Majeure is his other movie. Have you that I've heard one? of that, but yeah. I've never seen it. Now. Yeah, it's like I feel like uh, this movie kind of got like the uh, it seems like more in the vein of that one where okay. Force Majeure is kind of like this like kind of like like dramatic common commentary co- comedy thing where like in that movie where it's like oh the um 
that the family's on a vacation and there's an avalanche and then the father like you know abandons them but then like everybody survives but then like the rest of the movie the drama is just like you let us you would have let us die in an avalanche and you didn't come protect us or something oh like that. that's really cool yeah, i yeah, really that, like that actually no, yeah they yeah. remade it as uh as downhill with willem Def- with william william farrell <laughs> william farrell and what is happening right now no they, they remade force majeure as a movie called downhill and it had will farrell and julia louis dreyfus in it oh okay apparently not very good not william farrell william farrell okay. sorry i thought you were like naming like some like indie actor i hadn't heard of and i was like but he also has the same name as will farrell so yeah. he has to go by william no it's okay uh, but yeah so, I, cool i i heard it yeah I, i've heard good things i heard like woody harrelson is in it but also that like there's not like actually like a ton of public information about this film uh like there's, yeah. I don't think there's a trailer yet or anything. Yeah. It's just. Uh, but also, also, yeah. uh, Crimes of the Future played there. Pretty mixed reception, honestly. I was expecting this to like blow the house down, especially the way that we were talking about it on the the trailer from the last uh, episode. But apparently, like it's, I don't know, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of middling for a lot of people. Yeah, I had to watch the 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 new trailer in front of men, and I I don't care anymore about the movie it looks stupid and bad <laughs> uh yeah i it, it's supposedly just like another like bad new cronenberg movie so i mean i'll probably still see it it still looks morbidly curious yeah no i'll watch it all right and then one thing that we actually decided what we want to do uh going forward is that every month we're big criterion collectors and i feel like this is kind of like the biggest push that a lot of these movies that get released from Criterion will end up getting. Yeah. So I feel like I mean, like not us, but well, like, no, yeah, yeah, but but yeah, it's probably like, you know, the a lot of their claim to fame is that they're in the Criterion collection for some of these movies. Yeah. So I figured it'd be good to talk about. It. And it's also a bit of a change of pace. And who knows, we probably end up might end up getting some of these movies at some point down the line. Uh, the first movie uh, that we're talking about is a movie called Frownland uh, from 2007 directed by uh, Ronald Bronstein and this one I think I remember you said that this one looked like the most interesting yeah I, I hadn't heard of it before I watched the trailer when it was first announced which was like a month ago so I don't fully remember uh, what it was about but uh, I watched the trailer and I remember I was just I was really like oh this looks really cool this looks like something I would enjoy uh, I don't remember the spirit of anything, but uh, I am interested in checking that one out. I actually might blind buy that one. Yeah. Um. The only movie in this lineup that I've actually seen is uh, Daddy Long Legs, which is, uh, I believe, the first film by the Safties uh, came out in 2009. And also, coincidentally, Ronald Bronstein is the lead of Daddy Long Legs. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, it's a uh, it's a movie. It's their gorilla style in living in New York City. And the dad's just a fuck up. And he's raising these two kids. And he's just yeah, he's just trying to he's just trying to do. He's kind of a piece of shit and he's just trying his best. But he's also just like, you know, he sucks. So right it, it, was, it was an interesting movie. I remember liking it. I think it was one of the early movies that I had to do on RMR. At it one is. Point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another movie I'm sure Jack probably would uh, be all over it is a uh, Hotel du Nord uh, by Marcel Carnet from 1938. Not familiar with this one much at all. Nope. Um, then we have Buck and the Preacher, which is directed by Sidney Poitier is a Western. Um, it looks pretty interesting. Yeah, I don't like Westerns, but yeah. And then the only and then the last announcement is a movie called Faya Die which is a documentary it was released in 2021 directed by uh, Jessica Bashir. Um, I remember this got some like 
indie documentary prizes and stuff like that from last year. Um, so I don't really know. I think we will do a better job at researching what these movies yeah. are about more heavily uh, la- later on once we decide, once we like, you know, solidify that Criterion News will be part of this segment. Yeah. And honestly, if, if it's of interest, I, I'm happy to add a whole physical media announcement section to this because uh, I, I keep track of that very closely. Yeah, and I, I certainly need it because uh, I feel like it's a, it's a dying art form, and I really want to keep it uh, keep keep it keep it going. Yeah, same. All right, so that's the end of this uh, month's episode of Market Research. Uh, thanks for listening. Go listen to our Manos the Hands of Fate episode that we did together, and also listen to it on both my uh, feed for the cinema marketing and also on Lewis's gory picture show feed. He did his own interview with Jackie Neiman Jones, uh, who was, you know, famously the little girl from man of the hands of fate. He did an excellent interview uh, with her uh, along with Brandon. And uh, I also did one. You could listen to it on the uh, episode on the cinema marketing feed, but yeah, Lewis, anything else you want to plug up? I know that your your Instagram is recently gone now. Though. Yeah, yeah, I got no Instagram. Uh, so fun fun fact: a guy from uh, Vietnam hacked me uh, and posted a bunch of Vietnamese child pornography onto my account. Jesus, I didn't yep. know it was that severe. Holy, yep, it was fuck. really fucking bad. Uh, it luckily got taken down immediately. So did my whole account. But then they took it down and I was like, I'm free. I, like, I don't need I don't need Facebook anymore. So like I it, just, it was the incentive, the push yeah. that you needed. So I just like walked away from it. So I'll never probably be on those platforms again. Uh, but you can follow me on Twitter at Louis J. Otero um, starting up Twitch again. And Mike will definitely be I, on it. We will. We have been talking about the possibility of doing the SpongeBob battle for Bikini Bottom rehydrated and also the Evil Dead game, which just yeah. came out. We should have talked about the Evil Dead game that came out. Even though we didn't really play that much of it yet. Yeah, yeah. We, maybe next episode yeah. um, we'll we'll bring that up uh, if we have some extra time. Yeah, yeah. So uh, twitch.tv slash it's now Blood, Guts, and Lewis. It is the old uh, RMR channel. I found out we can change that name every 60 days, so fucking why not? Um, I, I've been doing just like some test screens on there, so I themed it specifically to me. But um, we will be doing stuff and, and go and follow and subscribe or whatever if you're not already. And uh, yeah, I, I played uh some crappy indie horror games on the switch uh and had a good time that stream is still probably still up i have a bunch more of crappy indie horror games and me and mike will be doing some joint streams too which will be fun um and other than that just yeah follow gory picture show we should be having a new episode relatively soon so keep an eye on that subscribe listen to our back catalog we had a good time i know they're re-releasing the film that we covered on our first episode uh Messiah of Evil. Messiah of Evil. Yeah, wow, I blanked on that. Messiah of Evil. So if you want to check that out and get an idea for the film. And also, yeah, listen to all of our interviews with Jackie Naaman Jones because she was fucking awesome. And uh, I think we all had a really good time talking to her. And we had a good time chatting together about that painful movie. Yeah, my book, uh, the book that uh, she wrote just uh, recently arrived. I'm going to, I should get it started up soon. I mean, you can follow us also on Cinemarketing Pod on instagram and on twitter and you can follow me at the kino man on twitter and instagram uh haven't been posting much lately uh social media just uh, it's got me down but uh, 
I want to try to get more in there uh, every time I have a thought and I'm like, maybe I should tweet this. And I'm like, who fucking cares about this? Let me let me know that you care. Uh, let me know. I, I need to know that people care so that way I can continue just having a reason to exist. Yes. Yeah. All right. That's it. Bye. Bye.